With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Bucket List Buster Travel Show. Your Bucket List Buster Travel Show helps you make your bucket list dreams come true. Host Karen Duncan spent decades running the travel business. She, along with other industry experts, share their knowledge, travel stories, and wisdom about how to travel, where to travel, and how to have a stress-free adventure. Tune in. Give yourself permission to focus on yourself. Create lifelong memories with family and friends. And finally learn to relax, rejuvenate, and reconnect. And here's the host of your show, Karen Duncan. Aloha, buenos dias, ni hao, yahate, bula, guten tag, bonjour, jumbo, board tarde, everything's irie, and good afternoon. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Hello, hello out there in bucket list land. Karen Duncan here, your host of your bucket list buster. I know I've been away and I cannot wait to tell you about the exciting trip that we took, but it won't be this week because I had planned this fantastic interview. I interviewed one of the most fascinating Persons that I've talked to in the years that I've been doing podcasting. We have an exciting speaker today, Mr. Dale Gebhardt, who is the world voyager on board the Arias, his sailboat that he has, he started in Canada and he's traveling the world by sailboat. He is docked here in Panama at the Vistamar Marina where I live. I don't live at the marina, but I live in Vistamar. And it is so fascinating talking to him. So today's show is called Life is Your Bucket List. And we are going to talk to Dale about his adventures on board the Arias, living and, and, and being earthly responsible. He's very passionate about us taking care of the environment and taking care of the earth and he's going to you you're going to hear that in his interview it's so exciting so what's living a bucket list life is it goal setting is it just doing what makes you happy living my best life has become my motto is it traveling the world by sailboat which is what Dale is going to talk about today is it about having a life plan you know, and then talking about our responsibilities as earthlings to, to deal with that. I, this show is just going to be super fantastic. We also are going to talk about some travel trends. I came across this really nice um, blog called My Life's a Movie. 
And we're talking about that and travel trends. Then, of course, we've got some weekly news coming up. It's, it's, a, it's some stuff been going on in the travel business that I think that you should know about. Um, sp specifically, home sharing is one of them. And then we have um, some of the worst airports for this weekend because it's Memorial Day in the United States this weekend. People are leaving today, but we've got some of the worst airlines to be going through during holidays, period. Not just Memorial Day, but typically it, it tends to be the case for holidays as well. And so I want to make sure that you're aware of those and just give you some updates on what's going on. It's, it's going to be fun. Really, really, really fun. So this is Karen Duncan, your bucket list buster again. And I want to make sure that you know... A great announcement while I was away, we were accepted by our iHeartRadio, so you will now be able to find the podcast on iHeartRadio, as well as Spreaker.com, iTunes, and Spotify. Hey folks, we are out there, and you can hear us in all different places of the world. You can hear us in different methods online. You can, we're going to have an app really soon. I'll tell you about that as soon as I get it all set up. But we'll have your Bucket List Buster app. While I'm talking about people from all over the world, let's talk about, or let's say hello to my listeners. I really like doing this because I appreciate you. So where are people listening to your Bucket List Buster? The large majority are coming from the United States. Then we have Panama, Canada, New Zealand, Guatemala, India, Norway, Germany, United Kingdom, and Mexico. That is huge, folks. I'm just a little old girl sitting over here in Panama enjoying myself living, living in the warm by the beach. And I've got people listening to me from all over the world. I'm really excited about that. So where are you? Hey there, Mountain View, California, West Lynn, Oregon. Panama City, Panama, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Washington, Washington, D.C., Honolulu, Hawaii. What's up, Hawaii? Princeton, Canada, Happy Valley, Oregon, and Purim, Maryland. Love it. Absolutely love it. I appreciate you guys. And please like me and um, subscribe so that you know when new episodes are coming up. And also follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and soon to be YouTube. I'm going to post some of my videos on YouTube that I took while I was away. So with that, let's take a quick break and then let's get on with the show. Karen Duncan here, your Bucklist Buster. And I'm so excited to be back today. See you in a minute. Yeah. If you like the sound of vacationing at a five-star luxury-included resort, Sandals has a symphony of romantic indulgences just for you. Sandals hits all the right notes for two people in love. Miles of pristine beaches harmonize with beautiful turquoise seas. Love Nest suites are orchestrated with private plunge pools and tranquility soaking tubs for two. The tempo increases with unlimited land and water sports, including scuba diving and golf. Your taste buds are treated to a rhapsody of five-star global gourmet dining at up to 16 world-class restaurants, including endless pours of premium spirits and wine, music to anyone's ears. 
From live entertainment to taxes, tips, and transfers, it's all included, all unlimited, and only at Sandals, the world's only five-star luxury included resorts, voted world's best 21 years in a row. To book your Sandals vacations, contact Peaks Cruises and Tours at PeaksCruisesTours.com. Welcome back to your bucket list. Buster Karen Duncan here, live from Panama. So, let me just, for folks that are just now listening to me for the first time, I'm in Panama, San Carlos, Panama, the country, Central America. I love it here, retired here about a year ago. And um, sometimes we have some challenges because I'm recording live sometimes. Sometimes I have recorded interviews and because of that, our, our situation is not very controlled all the time. So it's, I'm, I'm not one of these professional podcasters that sits in a studio and everything is just perfectly wonderful. I'm somebody out here beating the streets, talking to real live people all the time, travel professionals from the industry from all over the world. So sometimes it's a little, you know, things don't sound quite right. So I want to apologize in advance. So for instance, when Dale and I were talking, there were people um, around the marina that were coming in and out. And sometimes it's a little noisy. Sometimes it's a little inconsistent because when it's really noisy, I try to I try to splice it and make it so that it's not so disruptive for you, the listener. So I hope you understand. But I hope you also appreciate that this is this is me trying to be real with you, just trying to be caring. You know, so anyway, so let's talk about what's going on with travel trends. So I ran across this blog called um, My Life's a Movie. And I wanted to, I wanted to talk about bucket list trends specifically. And some of the things that are on this list, it's really kind of funny. I'm always a little bit ahead of the curve and I wish I could find a way to capitalize on that. Um, but I haven't found that out, but if you keep listening to me, you'll recognize eventually that I am ahead of the curve on a lot of things. But anyway, micro trips is one of the first things that's on the bucket list trends for 2019. So what's a micro trip? A micro trip is taking short trips. I called them staycations years ago before that became a popular term. I'm going to start. I think I've decided I'm going to start uh, copywriting and um, these, trend, these, these sayings that I come up with because then I can make some money off of them. But anyway, so micro trips is taking small trips. Everybody needs to relax, rejuvenate, and reconnect. And if you can't take a long vacation, this was the first time I'd taken a vacation that was 20 plus days. That's the longest I've ever done. But I was really good when I had kids at home, Mitchell and I, about taking staycations or micro trips. You have got to let your mind let go sometimes. We're so connected. We are so connected. I don't know how often I can emphasize that. And one of the reasons I didn't do any podcasting while I was away 
and I said I was going to was because once I got there and I really started getting into it, it was like I'm missing, I'm actually missing everything I came to see and do because I'm behind the, the computer, I'm behind the camera, and I'm behind the microphone. And I didn't want to do that. I, I didn't. When you think about the fact that you're taking a bucket list trip, a trip that you've been dreaming about all your life, if you are doing too many things at one time, working, texting, social media, um, podcasting, YouTubing, or whatever the case may be, you're still working. You're not actually getting involved in, in the destination, in the trip, in, in enjoying the moment, being present in the moment. So I decided to be present in the moment, and then I could talk about it afterwards. So that's what I did. So micro trips gives you the opportunity to relax, rejuvenate, reconnect. Short trips, two, three, four days, multiples. If you can, if you can give yourself that over a course of a year, you will feel so much better, I promise. The other is sustainable tourism. I created a class for Austin Community College years ago for sustainable tourism. I'm very passionate about sustainable tourism and I struggle with being a commercialized travel agent that works with companies that I feel are not sustainable to a destination and in the environment. Um, we've talked about one of the big cruise lines coming up that is um, going to find out their fate about dumping waste in the waters of Alaska. Um, unacceptable. But being sustainable as a tourist is important to me. And what does that mean? That means when you go on these trips, whether it's with a large commercial company or a very small personal uh, trip that you've put together. Make sure that you are supporting the local economy. What does that mean? When you take these trips on cruises and you go to a destination, don't just always do the excursions that the cruise ships offer you on the ship. I want you to get out there, meet the locals, go to their local shops and stores, and find out what's made locally there. Purchase something made locally in that destination. Eat at the local restaurants, not recommended by um, a large entity that it has a financial stake in them. Be respectful of the local people. Be respectful of their, of their country. Be respectful of their culture. Um, there's just a lot of things you can do to be sustainable. Curated trips experiences is another one. While traveling, explore your passions through your bucket list travel. So what is it that you've, that you've dreamed of doing? Can you create a trip around something that you're passionate about? That is, that is one of the trends in bucket list uh, travel right now, is, is creating a trip around something you're interested in. Hiking, biking, art, teaching English, volunteering, all kinds of things, singing, whatever it is, create a trip around that. What about real life experiences while you're on a trip? Trips with a purpose. Volunteerism is huge right now. And it's a great way to um, check off a bucket list item if you wanted to help the children of Africa or you want to help women 
um, in a country um, create a business so that they can sustain themselves and their family, then you can create trips like that and actually um, do something to give back to society while you're on a trip. And then the last one was easy planning. Well, I'm not going to put a plug in for travel agents, but yes, I am. Because one of the things that we do is we, we take the heavy lifting off of you finding the trip that you're looking for. And not everybody is computer savvy. Some people are overwhelmed. I've gotten quite a bit of business recently from people that just say, I'm just overwhelmed. There's too much out there for me to, for me to, to go through. So easy planning, there are some apps out there, but most importantly, work with someone professional that can help you do your trip. So those are the trends for the week. I'm going to take another quick break, and when I get back, we're going to talk about travel news, some things that I think you need to know about, and then we're going to have our guest speaker, Mr. Dale Gephardt. I love him. Hope you're listening, Dale. And anyway, um, yeah, we're going to talk to Dale. And of course, we've got our friends over at the Wireless Traveler. Amazing, amazing friends at a Wireless Traveler that will tell us all about Wi-Fi calling app. This is Karen Duncan, your bucket list buster. I'll be back in a minute. Subscribe to Your Bucket List Buster on Spreaker.com, iTunes, Spotify, and now iHeartRadio so that you don't miss any of the travel news and travel trends for the week. Destination highlights, exciting guest speakers that include professionals from the travel industry and guests who have traveled the world. Plus, are you considering becoming an expat and moving internationally? then this is the podcast for you. Subscribe today so you don't miss an episode. Your Bucket List Buster, here to help you start living your dreams. Welcome back to Your Bucket List Buster. Karen Duncan here talking about weekly travel news. So everybody is familiar with Airbnb. They are the biggest in the home sharing market. They were the beginners and they're huge. There are some other smaller ones that have popped up. I know here in Panama, lots of people are home sharing. Um, We have people that come for short periods of time, three months, six months, and then the rest of the time they're home sharing. Um, There are people that have portions of their home that they use for home sharing. Some of them have created a full business by home sharing. Well, in the United States specifically, there are some problems with home sharing and uh, the cities and counties in which these people live. I know before we left Austin, Texas, People were starting to do Airbnb um, with the Formula One folks coming in every year. And the city was trying to figure out what they were going to do. The problem with home sharing and the cities in which they are doing this is there's no tax being paid. So what does it boil down to? They want their share of the money. Well, with hotels, you have hotel tax that go toward convention centers, 
um, employees, all kinds of stuff, right? So they're getting their money from the hotels and they're happy with that. The problem with home sharing is people are, have no obligation to pay anything. So the cities are trying to figure out what they can do to get their peace, basically. Um, so there are some rules. And if you are home sharing or considering home sharing, you may want to look into what your city or state is trying to implement in, in terms of legislation, because you may want to be a part of this conversation. Is it, as a property owner, your business, how you handle your house? Of course, there are folks in the neighborhood, depending on where you live, that may or may not like the fact that you have uh, temporary people coming into your home. So, for instance, New York, where a large majority of apartments cannot be rented out for less than 30 days unless a permanent re resident is present in the unit at the same time. So there, there, there are items like that. Do you want to be in your home when you are renting it out? Some people don't mind. I knew someone in Round Rock, Texas, who airbnb her house, rooms in her house all the time. And that was supplemental income for her. Should it matter that she's doing that? Should it? That's a good, that's a question. Another one, San Francisco is having a problem as well. Once you receive a short-term residential rental registration number, you may put your listing on a platform, rent a portion of your unit for less than 30 days, rent a portion of your entire unit for less than 30 day, nights if you're not present for a maximum of 90 uh, nights per calendar. So there's just lots of conversations. So, there are rules and regulations you have to abide by, and I think that it's worth talking about if you're going to be doing this, that you be a part of the conversation in your area to, to, to make sure that you have a say-so. The other thing that I thought was interesting, and I had heard of this, but um, I didn't worry about it because it didn't affect me so much, but their DWI complicates can, uh, candidate entry for clients. So... If you have a DWI, it's considered a criminal act, and Canada has the ability to deny you entrance into their country. And that even includes if you're flying to Vancouver to take a Alaskan cruise. If you've had a conviction, then you possibly will not be allowed in Canada, which means you would not. You would need to only do the trips that go out of um, Seattle or uh, start in Alaska. It's a big deal, so you need to take that into consideration for our folks out there. Everybody makes mistakes. I'm not judging. I'm just giving you the information, but I want you to know that that is a possibility. DWI conviction could be enough to cause the Canadian immigration authorities to refuse to admit you into Canada. So um, take that into consideration. And last but not least, airports. This is Memorial Weekend. This is a huge weekend for folks in the United States. 
And although most of you have made your plans for the weekend, I know I'm late getting, getting to this, but I thought you should know. San Francisco is included in six of the 10 worst routes for disruptions according to Air Health. So San Francisco to Seattle and vice versa, Denver to San Francisco, San Diego to San Francisco, New York City via JFK to San Francisco are among the most disrupted flight routes to kick off this summer holiday. Atlanta to Fort Lauderdale ranks fifth worst. Seattle to LA, Orlando to New York via Newark, and New York to Newark. What? And New York, oh, and New York City, Newark. Um, and to Fort Lauderdale are also disrupted more often than most other routes. Sorry, Portia, my poor baby lives in Fort Lauderdale. Um, but yeah, those are the routes that get the most disruption. So if you're looking at making flight plans, you may want to do another connection or go in a different direction to get to where you want to go. So that is travel news. When we get back, we've got Dale talking to us about living aboard his beautiful sailboat, and it's going to be fun. This is D Karen Duncan, your bucket list buster. I shall be back in a minute. You're a generation of beach-loving, fun-binging vacationers. That's right, my generation. That's why Beaches Resorts is number one for generation everyone. With the best water parks in the Caribbean and more land and water sports than anyone, including unlimited scuba. Plus, Sesame Street characters for the kids and up to 21 fabulous restaurants for everyone. All included. Beaches. Generation everyone. Welcome back to your Bucket List Buster. This is Karen Duncan, your host. And I have with me, this is really exciting for me. We have Dale Gephardt, the world voyager. And he is here in Vista Mar Marina, where I live in um, Panama. And he is on board the Adios. And we are going to talk to him today about his world adventures aboard his sweet baby boat. It's not a baby boat, it's a good size boat. What size is it? Yeah, it's a 45 foot or 13 meter uh, monohull sailboat. Nice. So let's talk, about, let's talk about where you started in life. You know, what did you do and then how did you get to where you are right now? Okay, well I've led a very charmed life. I was able to play professional hockey for the Boston Bruins when I was a young man of 18. Um, got injured and that, unfortunately, that dream came to an end. Um, owned a couple of bars after that and uh, through karma lucked into a job with Walt Disney looking after video cassette distribution in Canada. And eight years later I ended up being the president of Walt Disney Canada. Wow. Um, dream job they just wanted me to move from Vancouver to Toronto and Toronto's a great city for business but I didn't want to live there <laughs> so whatever the saying is when door one door opens another or, one or door closes. closes or window opens yeah um, I ended up getting involved in real estate and for the next 13 years I after working for the same fellow for three years I bought the company and uh, it was the right place right time I was able to make enough money at it that I um, packed it all in at 48 and I've been sailing ever since. Wow. So what what initially gave you the travel bug prior to you getting on your vessel? Um, well, I guess when I was, worked for Disney, I traveled a lot both domestically in Canada and internationally every six weeks down to California and uh, every two months somewhere in the world to participate in the Disney um, World meetings. 
Um, so, you know, when the company's paying, you, mm -hmm. stay, you mm -hmm. stay in a slightly nicer places and, and uh, that was lots of fun. And um, so when I decided I had enough, whatever enough means to everyone, enough right. money in this particular case, um, I decided what I really wanted to do was uh, go do some serious sailing. So have you always sailed? Did you start sailing as a child? Or no, what? I grew up in, uh, in uh, a province called Alberta, which is just north of Montana for the American mm -hmm. listeners here. And uh, uh, I didn't even get on a sailboat until I was about 30 years old, but I, wow. I fell in love with it. Uh, two years later, I bought a boat capable of going offshore. Uh, two years after that, I sailed up to Alaska from Vancouver and back. Um, over the next four years, I sailed twice to Hawaii. And then I did a five-year trip through um, uh, the South Pacific, all the islands from Polynesia and so on, down to New Zealand, and came back a slightly different route through the Cook Islands. See, that's my bucket list is the French Polynesians. I, that I'm, that I feel like it's calling my soul there. Well, it, uh, it, it is beyond beautiful. The culture is uh, much simpler. Um, Many of the islands still don't have uh, electricity, so that means no refrigeration, mm -hmm. and that means you live uh, in a uh, market economy, so you're going down to the market every day, and that, that's the social event of the day for most people who live there. So their lives revolve around their family, their community, and their faith. And uh, money isn't very high on the bucket list, but there's part of me on that list because they're just never gonna have it. Right. And uh, they seem a lot happier than a lot of the stressed out oh, people from North America. Absolutely. I, I totally believe in, in, now that I've gone through the exercise of getting rid of stuff and becoming more simple, I'm not, I'm still not a minimalist per se, but I'm a lot, my life is a lot simpler than it was when I lived in the States a year ago. Um, and I could pare down some more and be just, be very, very happy. You know, once you get rid of things and stressors, then you wonder, why didn't you do this sooner? Exactly, and living on a sailboat does that for you, whether you like it or not. You, know, yeah. you have no need for furniture, you can only carry four or five pots and pans, and I uh, have one closet, which is very small for uh, clothes, so less is definitely more. Right, that, that's amazing. So, um, what was your very last adventure that brought you to Panama? Well, 41 months ago, I left Vancouver on this particular trip. I'm doing a circumnavigation of the Americas or a north-south circumnavigation of the planet. The goal on this trip is to be down at the uh, tip of South America in um, mid-December. Then I will make an attempt at going around the Horn up to the Falklands and then over to the uh, Africa, Asia, pardon me, Africa, um, Europe, uh, eventually ending up in Iceland. Uh, hopefully sometime around June of whatever year that is. Right. <laughs> and um, uh, with global warming, there may be an opportunity to uh, take my fiberglass sailboat through the Northwest Passage and back to Vancouver. Wouldn't that be amazing? So how long are you going to be here in Panama? Till the fun runs out or they throw me out, whichever <laughs> happens first. Well, you got to be someplace by December, or that's your goal is right. to be someplace by December. So Yeah, I th I'll probably stay here till. Um, June sometime, then down to Columbia. I flew there and spent five weeks, enjoyed it, but I will um, uh, take my boat down there, leave it in Buenaventura, and again do some travel there. Then to Ecuador, I'll pick up my permits to go to the Galapagos. Um, short sail, about 10 days, and then from there to Easter Island, which is a major crossing, yeah. that's, that's about 2,200 miles, I guess. Um, and it's beating, it's going against the wind all the way, so that'll be a challenge. 
and then from there over to um, back towards um, uh, continental South America. I want to go to Juan Fernandez Island where the real um, Robinson Crusoe was shipwrecked. This is Karen Duncan. We're going to take a really quick break while we have some things going on here in the studio. Talk to you soon. Karen Duncan, your bucket list buster. Welcome back to your bucket list buster. We're talking to Dill Gebhardt here at Vistamar Marina aboard the Arias. Good news is most of the plastic on the beaches here do not come from afar. Right. Most of it is Panamanians leaving it behind. A lot of it is the fishermen yeah. doing work on their boats and you know just throwing pop bottles and water bottles and everything on the beach and pick it up. Um, so you definitely can lead by example. Uh, if we had an infinite enough of time to solve the problems, that would be uh, you know a great thing to do. And you know over time, generationally, right. all these things change. You know, a couple of great examples of that are seatbelts. You know, my dad didn't want to wear a seatbelt. Yep, yep. Now everybody does, or cigarettes. Exactly. You know, it took a generation before everybody realized that it was killing people. Um, so the scientists are telling us 12 years, we don't have that time to wait. The good news is we know the problem, it's climate change. The better news is we know the solution, stop putting CO2 in the air. And if the average person just cut their driving down by 20 or 30% and stopped eating red meat, it would make an incredible impact. Yeah. What Are there places or have you been to a place where it seems like... Where it seems like um, they get it? No. <laughs> uh, to be honest, no. And uh, the worst offenders are on both ends of the scale. There are the first world countries that, you know, are not willing to make the sacrifice that's needed to I don't want to use save the planet, but the planet will carry on without us. But to right. keep to keep it inhabitable, you know, in some sort of um, uh, um, condition that that we're living in now, uh, the first world countries have to take make incredible sacrifices. And at the other end of the scale, the third world countries aren't educated yet. Mm -hmm. uh, they just don't have the ability to get educated. So, um, you know, trash collection and air pollution and those kind of things are just beyond their scope at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty sad because you have you have this vision of at least I have this vision of in some of these places like the French Polynesia of it being this very clean and serene type environment. But I guess not everybody gets it. Nobody's getting it. No, there are you know there's, there's seven point two billion people yes. on the planet, and you'll go to. Uh, you know, one of the Fijian islands and the 3,000 island chain that they have there that has no electricity and uh, uh, they aren't even using uh, outboard engines on their motor bo or right. on their boats to fish, uh, you will see what would be called Eden. I mean, it's, it's beyond beautiful. Um, but their connection with the land is something that, you know, most people have lost, you know, hundreds of years ago. And, um, uh, you know, if you, if you see a, in, an example in French Polynesia almost everywhere, if you see a coconut floating in the water on the beach, you can't go pick it up. That belongs to somebody. Right. That belongs to somebody on that island that has been there for generations and generations. And you might be taking it back because it'd be fun to have some fresh coconut milk. They're picking it up because that's how they feed their family. Right, exactly. So they have a you know much uh, stronger connection with the land and uh, and they don't have the affluence to buy the plastic things that we buy. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I went to Fiji actually. I, I we spent some time there, and it was amazing. And maybe that's what I was thinking about. You know, it was there were spots there that were just absolutely raw, amazing, and clean. Right. Totally. And you know that is one of the sad things about the impact of man on the planet is if you want to see wildlife now, you have to go to the poles because we've destroyed their habitat and mm -hmm. pushed them so far from where they want to live. It's you can't see them anymore. Right. Right. So what are you looking forward to in this next adventure that you're headed on? Anything in particular? Well, the horn, that's going to be a, uh, you know, a major uh, event of this trip. It will definitely be the, um, the most dangerous part. Uh, a recreational sailor will tell you that that's the equivalent to uh, uh, mountain climbers, Mount Everest, mm -hmm. for a sailor to go around there for fun. Uh, so that, I'm definitely looking forward to that. But everywhere that you stop, there is... I'm over, always overwhelmed by the generosity and kindness of the local people. Um, uh, your, my way of travel is different. I'm not getting off an airplane and going to take advantage of what they have there. I try and blend in with the culture and eat right. what they eat and you know, learn something about their religion and, uh, and their habits and culture. And that's always very exciting. And, and it will be different you know, when I get over to uh, Europe and uh, sail up into the Scandinavian countries and obviously through the Northwest Passage. So, what's the longest you've stayed at a place? Longest I've stayed at a place? Yeah. I'm probably Panama. I'm pushing, <laughs> uh, I'm pushing seven months here now. Uh, Panama is a great place for a sailor for two, several reasons. It's the crossroads of the world for right. for international trade. So, if there's something that you need for the boat, um, it's probably going to come here, and it's relatively economical to get here. Um, they use the American dollar, so that right. makes it um, you know easy to do the money thing. Although from Canada, I'm taking a beating here. The yeah. exchange rate is about 36%. Yes. So that part's tough. Um, you can find people that speak English everywhere in Panama, more on the uh, Caribbean side, but you can find people. So mm -hmm. that definitely makes it easier. And it's a great place to do travel all through Central America and, um, and down to South America. So I took, um, when I was in uh, El Salvador, I found a company that would rent me a car for $8 a day, uh, unlimited mileage. Wow. Well, the income there is, uh, the minimum wage there is a uh, dollar an hour, so it's a very, right. very poor country. So I spent um, five months traveling through Nicaragua, El Salvador, uh, Honduras, Belize, and Guatemala. Mm -hmm. And since I've been in Panama, I've gone to Peru, um, Ecuador, and Colombia. So it's a it's a good kind of centralized spot. Right. So are you going to write a book about your adventures? No. Are you I, are you keeping a journal at least? No. <laughs> and I get asked that often. Um, I don't know. I, I find that there's so much life to live out there that I don't have time to stop and write about it. So. Well, you know, uh, you, you you there would be there. What would be so beneficial for us as commoners that sit around that sit around the marina as opposed to being a part of the water is if you were to document your travels but also talk about what you see with the climate change and integrate that somehow into your passion because you're very passionate about it well um, you know I've certainly been asked a lot of time to you know to do a blog or at least keep a good Facebook page and that kind of stuff and I, I don't know I just seem so busy living the life I don't have time to you know <laughs> talk about it that's good um, and I am passionate about the planet and you know I don't have children I've never been married and uh, um, I'm 
old enough and I'm affluent enough and I'm mobile enough in a sailboat that no matter how bad it gets for the next you know 25 years of my life right um, I'll probably be fine yeah you can move around but they're you know the vast majority of the people can't do that and they're going to have consequences that they can't even imagine now and I and I'm not a gloom and doomer you know the, the planet is going to continue on and there will be humans here for probably thousands of years the condition the question is what kind of conditions yeah, will the be quality of life will, exactly what will that be like so i guess i guess the answer to the uh, journal question is this when i was really young my parents used to drag me to an old age home to visit a lady that lived there and i hated every minute of that <laughs> she had these stale uh peppermint candies that she kept in an ashtray on her on her little side table and She'd feed me one of those and I would always try and escape. And uh, so one day I left her room, went into the common area, and there was a fellow sitting in a rocking chair there. And he had at least 20 of the senior citizens there in a semicircle around him, uh, glued to his tales of what his life was about. And I think I would have been maybe 10 years old or so. And when the conversations all ended, I went up and said, Sir, you have led an amazing life. And he said something to the effect of this. He said, well, when you're old and gray like I am, there are two chairs to sit in. You can sit in the chair and tell the story, or you can sit in the chair and listen to the story. You need to decide what chair you want to sit in. I love that. And uh, I thought his chair was the right one, so I try and fill my day with uh, uh, kindness for other people and um, as much happiness that I can bring into my life and as much venture as possible. I love that. I, that is, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to steal that. Done, please do. Because, you know, when one of the reasons I'm in the travel business, it was something similar. Um, I was in the insurance industry and absolutely hated it. I just hated every, the way I felt being in that business and, and started looking around at what I would do. And I took a trip as a kid with my mom and grandmother and a cousin on a train from Memphis, Tennessee to Montana. And that was the most amazing trip I had ever been on. And my, my, I was an only child, so my parents and I, we traveled, you know, often. We skied and that kind of stuff. But that, to me, opened my eyes to the world. And since then, I've had this thing about going places. And so I, I started traveling. But when I was talking to one of my insurance clients, she said, um, I'll just edit that out. She said, um, I had a plan, she said I was retiring, uh, my plan was to retire from the state of Texas um, where I've been working for 40 years and travel the world. By the time I was able to retire, my body wouldn't allow me to do what I wanted to do, go. She said you will always have bills, you may always have something that is a priority, but if you don't do it while you're young enough to do it, you will never do it. And so I've just kind of lived my life according to that ever since not quietly quite as freely as you have but i had i had kids and you know did the marriage thing and all that so you kind of limit it but um i love the fact that you just decided to you're that man that's sitting there telling those stories <laughs> that's and i'm glad that you've done this with me today i well, mean this is pleasure. a this is a great way to tell the story when i got involved in real estate i worked for this fellow for three years and bought the company from him and he was old enough to be my father did not have kids and just took me under his wing and uh, when i bought the company from him before the ink was dried and i set the pen down on the lawyer's table he looked me in the eye and he said no i'm going to tell you something that's as deadly as cancer and or as pardon me as serious as cancer and I looked at him, you know, wondering what he was going to say. And he looked me in the eye and said, do not waste your life working. Yeah. And he's very right. So um, 
when I decided I had enough, and that is a different number for everyone when yeah. it comes to money. I'm a Chevrolet kind of guy, and I drink um, and I drink uh, uh, domestic beer, so my lifestyle isn't that expensive. So um, to leave the working rat race and go do some other things was uh, something I was able to do at a relatively young age. That's amazing. Well, I appreciate you um, talking with me today. I just have one other question. Okay. So what's next on your bucket list? Well, I don't know. There's no time frame to this particular trip. Right. So, you know, I might be looking at a 10-year period still to finish this up. Um, my sailboat will never go back to Vancouver. It's on a one-way trip. And uh, I guess if I'm a realist, maybe I'm on, uh, um, you know, the, definitely on the last third of my life. And uh, maybe this is my prolonged death march. Right. Um, <laughs> But I love sailing and I love traveling, so I'm going to keep doing it as long as my health will hold out and the finances. And um, when I can't sail anymore, then I think I will hire a crew to take me back to the place that I like the most and uh, live out the balance of my days there. That. You'll determine that as you go along exactly. what that place is. Exactly. Well, I really, this is exciting to me, and I really hope that we can stay in contact. Um, so it, we have email, so you know sometimes you may stop someplace and have a minute to to come back on and tell us what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Where you are. Well, I'm not that. I, I don't have a you know a blog or an active uh, Facebook page. I do answer all of my mail. Uh, my telephone number changes in every country because you put right. a new SIM card in, but my WhatsApp number stays the same, and obviously my email. So good. Absolutely, be great. Perfect. Thanks a lot. This was really exciting for me. Talk to you later. This is Karen Duncan, your bucket list buster. Welcome back to your bucket list buster. Karen Duncan here live from San Carlos, Panama. Wasn't that the most exciting interview? Doesn't Dale make you just excited about life and wanting to live your life under your own terms the way you see it or saw it or dream about it? I think that's just amazing when people can just let go. Um, I know, that, you know, I'm, t I'm not talking crazy. I've had obligations. We've got four kids between us and we've had to pay for all kinds of expenses and you just don't know the time in our lives that it was difficult but you know we make decisions and sometimes those decisions are good sometimes they're bad and sometimes we just need to let go and actually do what we love because when we do what we love we're happier and the rest works itself out so I just think that um, Dale just really inspired me in a whole lot of other ways I'm really excited to continue doing this podcast and talking to people like him that can give us some insight on fun and life and freedom. So let's talk about Wireless Traveler. You know the Wireless Traveler has been a sponsor of mine for four years and they actually really came through this time when we were in Japan and Russia. Um, when you're traveling and you have to take care of some business, whether it's banking business or your, your uh, business that you own, you wanna be sure that you're safe when you connect to Wi-Fi. 
And I was able to, they sent me a, a um, the wireless um, pocket Wi-Fi so that I would be able to use it from Japan and Russia. So I could do the show, I could connect to the internet, I could, I mean, just all kinds of things that do banking, transfer money, make sure commissions had come in, the whole works. And let me tell you, it makes life so easy and it, I felt so confident. There were times in other destinations that I would tell people, you know, I, 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 yes, we got your payment. I'm not going to process it from here because I'm not, I don't feel comfortable um, with the Wi-Fi situation. And so we would wait. And, but with, with having the pocket Wi-Fi from Wireless Traveler, it, I didn't worry about that in Japan and Russia. So we were able to handle a small amount of business while we were there um, during those stops so that we could get things taken care of. So I just want to let you know that the Wireless Traveler has been a huge fan of the show and so much so that they are giving all our listeners a discount on their products if you use PEEKS, P-E-E-K-S, in the pro, as a promo code so that they know that you're listening to your bucket list buster. So check them out, wirelesstraveler.com. Well, folks, this is the end of the show. That's all I have time for today, but I sure hope you enjoyed it. It was fun for me. So excited to be back in the seat. Back in Panama, back in the sun, back in the warmth. Oh my God, I was so cold. But I had a fabulous time. I'll talk about that with you next week. So next week, we're going to talk about my bucket list trip. Japan, Russia, Alaska, and Vancouver. It was a fantastic cruise. And we'll talk about some details, things we did, things we saw, some of the excitement, some of the down things. Um... You know, there are some negatives in trips. There wasn't a lot of negatives in this trip, but there are always some. So we'll talk about that too, but I can't wait to be with you next week. This is Karen Ducking, your bucket list buster. Travel recharges your mind, body, and soul. I'm recharged, can you tell? You deserve it. Your bucket list buster is here to help you start living your dreams. Visit me on Facebook, like me on Instagram, and let's post some of your summer vacation pictures. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you found some resources in today's show that excites your travel juices, provided you some valuable information for your next trip, and it gave you permission to take time off and have some fun someplace in the world. Now go out there and have some fun. This is Karen Duncan. See you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.